done it. This is so good. It is. I don't even want to do a proper post game show today. I just want to just revel in this victory because Bayern Munich have just won 7 1. Full disclosure, I predicted a loss today and I am eating my words and I'm, I couldn't be happier. I, I mean, look, I'm a Bayern Munich fan and I love seeing these kinds of games my favorite player thomas muller he scored two goals robert Lewandowski three goals the offense looked great the defense looked um <laughs> forget about the defense and uh, um the midfield looked great too and nagelsman it looks like he did figure some things out so let's talk about this this is i need no name and you're listening to the bavarian podcast works post game show today we are reviewing Bayern Munich 7-1 win over Alt B Salzburg, which makes our aggregate score 8-2, which if you're a Barca fan listening to this, I hate to be you right now. Anyway, so Bayern Munich, we came into the game with a very, very, let's say, poor set of performances. So I did not expect much from this game. I thought we would struggle. RB Salzburg were looking good in the build-up, and we were not. Then again, you know Bayern Munich. We usually tend to respond from poor games, and this is one of them. In fact, I would say that the last four or five games, we did not show the customary Bayern Munich-style response that we give to poor performances, and then it all just broke loose today. Like we, Today was the response that we deserved to the loss against Bochum and the draw against Salzburg. Today was the response we deserved for all the bad performances we've seen in 2022 so far. And I think credit goes to both the team and the Nagelsmann because everything looked good today. I, I, I don't have any real criticisms except for the fact that defense, you know, still made mistakes. I mean, at this point, saying that Bayern's defense makes mistakes is like saying that the earth goes around the sun. It's just a matter of fact, you know. So let's talk about what Nagelsmann fixed because today we saw the lineup and it was... You know, the dreaded back three. And even worse, it was the usual dreaded three-winger formation. Jamal Muziala was in midfield, and he wasn't that good in midfield against Leverkusen. So this could have ended very badly for Bayern Munich. But Bayern Munich did not succumb. And why? Because Nagelsmann made adjustments. And again, these adjustments are the things that we've been calling for all season, and Nagelsmann has finally done it. What did he do? First of all, Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller, instead of having them, you know, constantly fighting for space inside the box with the other attackers, constantly fighting to get the ball, maybe have some shots here and there, Lewandowski told the wingers, you stay out of their way. You stay out of the lane and let them do their thing. So Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller got the entire center of the pitch to themselves. The center final third of the pitch themselves and that made all the difference for the congestion and the isolation they were experiencing in attack so far. Muller, he was at his best today. I'm genuinely surprised after that performance against Leverkusen that he bounced back so quickly. I don't know why I'm surprised. Thomas Muller's always done this but I still have to be surprised because I did not expect this. And you know I did not expect this if you're a regular listener because I was very negative in our preview show, which is now recorded for posterity and makes me look like a complete idiot. So I'll take it on the chin. I don't mind looking like an idiot as long as Bayern wins, you know? So what else did we see today? 
you had Leroy Sané playing out wide, but also playing deeper than Muller. He was not getting into Muller's spaces today. No overlap between Sané and Muller's roles. And that is something that I've been looking forward to. I did not know if Sané could function in a system with Thomas Muller without causing friction between the two of them. And now Nagelsmann, today in this one game, he has proven to me that it can be done. The other thing was Serge Gnabry. He got his goal. For once, Serge Gnabry scores from a shot that he takes. The thing is, Gnabry didn't have to take too many shots today. He wasn't consistently missing sitters. And the same thing goes for Coma. The same thing goes for Sané. They had maybe three or four chances combined between all three of them. It said all the chances they were following to Muller and Lewandowski. And you look at the result. Okay, seven goals scored. Thomas Muller with two and Robert Lewandowski with three. So it checks out. You don't need constant chances falling to your wingers for them to score, and you don't need them to constantly keep taking shots for buying to get more goals. Instead, the ball needs to go to the right people, and I'm glad that Julian Nagelsmann has recognized this and decided to alter his philosophy of getting numbers into the box. Okay, that may have been a philosophy that was good for RB Leipzig, where most of the players were more or less equally talented, even with someone like Christopher Nkunku, who is playing out of his skin this season. Under Nagelsmann, he was more or less on par with the rest of the players around him at Leipzig. So this season, in comparison, he has guys like Lewandowski and Muller, who are generational players, who are literally the best in the world at their position and some of the best of all time at their position. So when you have these kinds of players, you need to give them all the tools that they need to score and you need to rely on them. I mean, what doesn't make any sense not to rely on your special talents, okay? If you're not relying on them, then you're wasting them. You're putting performance on the table that you cannot afford to leave out, okay? I know that people keep saying we need to spread out goals more, but that doesn't make any sense to me. In my opinion, the guys who do the best scoring should be the ones getting the most service. And that is what we saw today. Today was a philosophical change from Nagelsmann, not just a tactical change. And I hope we keep seeing it going forward. I would be really disappointed if against Hoffenheim we line up with the same tactics that we've seen all month long during February instead of these new revamp tactics, which aren't actually all that new because I'll be honest with you, um, flicked it first. But whatever, I, I'll give Nagelsmann this one. He did it right and I will tell you this as well. Coaches tend to be stubborn. It's very hard for them to admit that they're wrong. So credit to Nagelsmann for making the adjustments where he saw fit. This is not something that Ancelotti would have done. This is not something that Kovac would have done. And credit to him for making it work. The other thing that we need to talk about is the midfield. Joshua Kimmich, amazing today. And Muziala, much better. Muziala, what do I say? I think people say today that his it was his best performance in a Bayern shirt in terms of maturity. I would disagree. I think his game against Lazio last season was better just on a pure impact basis because, you know, he scored and we desperately needed him to perform in that game because Thomas Muller was absent and he was put in the Muller role, which I must remind you was the absolute linchpin of Hansi Flick's side and he performed so well in that. But yes, fair enough. Muziala was so good today. He kept winning the ball back. His motions to get the ball up the pitch 
that was so good. Constantly finding guys like Sane, Lewandowski, guys in space and getting out of tight positions. He still made mistakes, mind you, okay? And his lack of experience shows. But I have to remind people that Muziana is trying to fill the Thiago role. And Thiago, for us, he came to us in 2013. He was already around four years older than Muziala by that point. And he didn't get on good for us until, what, uh, it was around 2016, 2017? That's when Thiago really started making an impact on Bayern's starting eleven, And he did not become consistently good because consistency was originally a very difficult problem for Thiago to master. Consistency did not come to Thiago until he was around 27, 28 years old and he was playing under Andy Flick and Niko Kovac. So that is something that takes time to come. And Muziala, for the age he's at... He's doing so well and he's showing great maturity and I genuinely see a bright future for him if he continues to back him. That also means that Marcel Sabitzer, it's going to be tough for him to break back into this lineup. And I actually heard this question asked by people on our Slack channel, is that when Alfonso Davies and Leon Goretzka come back, who do you drop from this lineup? I think for Davies, it's kind of obvious you need to drop Serge Gnabry. I have nothing against Gnabry. He scored today, he was good and... You know, Gnabry seems to make a habit of scoring in these big games. He likes to score in these ones. But Gnabry has not been consistent this season. And I just think that even though his work rate is so good and he's showed an exemplary sign of defensive awareness when he did an excellent interception during a counter by RB Salzburg early in the first half, back when it was still 1-0 for Bayern, he is a great hard-working winger and that's not something you can say about most wingers around the world so even so i think alfonso davies should come in for Gnabry, and you should move coman to the right side davies is just a generational talent you can't leave him out of the squad and as long as he maintains his form after coming back from the myocarditis uh, stint which of course is not guaranteed it might even be that davies takes an entire season to get back into form in which case this Current formation will need to carry us through the later rounds of the Champions League, which we have now reached. Even so, I think when Davies is back and in form, Gnabry needs to be dropped. The other person that is a question mark right now is Leon Goretzka. And I'm actually not sure about Goretzka. If Muziala progresses, you know, I don't know if Goretzka actually is gonna, you know, get back into the lineup before he got that injury that kept him out for almost three months now, three or four months now. He wasn't performing that hot. And, I mean, Goretzka and Kimmich, they have this amazing partnership. But within time, Muziala will start to get it. And if he gets close to what his potential suggests, that Goretzka is going to have a really hard time, you know, breaking into the side again. I mean, that's not to say this is a problem for Nagelsmann. He will be loving it because he'll have best of, both worlds, really. He he has three amazing midfielders plus backup like Zabitzer. Roka also came on today, so Roka is also an option. And, you know, that is the kind of thing that a coach wants. He wants quality depth and quality players at every position. And if he can't buy them, might as well develop them, you know, like Muziala is being developed right now. One thing I will criticize about Nagelsmann today, his substitutions. First of all, many people pointed this out. He made a bunch of them at the same time, which kind of threw off Bayern's game. And that is what led to us conceding the one goal that RB Salzburg scored. And the other problem is that no Paul Wanner. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this kid. Like we keep hearing in the media, he's the next Florian Wirtz. Bayern sees so much in him. He's like Jamal Muziala. He's so talented, etc., etc., etc. 
and then we never get to see him. Not even a single cameo when we're winning 5-0. So, what is going on with him? Can the media ask Nagelsmann some questions, please? Why doesn't he play? Nyonza got a chance. He was, again, mixed um, a little bit at fault for the goal that we conceded. But then again, he also had a few good tackles, good some good passes. So... Yeah, whatever. I mean, not not much to say about that. Chupo came on. Chupo didn't do much, but yeah, I mean, it's Chupo. What do you expect? And Sar came on and was surprisingly good, actually. I mean, like, Afcon must have put an amazing spring and start step because he was actually really good today. He was giving Salzburg some real fits down that right-hand flank, and I, I dare say he was a better winger than Gnabry today, like, just in terms of just offensive play. Although... Saar can't really defend. I think even Gnabry defends better than him. So it was a risky substitution by Nagelsmann to do it, even though we were 4-0 up by the time Saar came on. Um, What else do I have to say today? Nothing much. I think today was a statement win by Bayern Munich. Now we have to go to Hoffenheim and show that we can continue this going. This was good for the team's confidence and good for the manager's confidence. I think the manager will genuinely be heartened by the fact that his team has responded so brilliantly and has taken his tactics on board in this manner. And it'll give the media some time to ponder. It'll give me some time to ponder. I genuinely don't know what to think about some things that we saw today, especially the fact that the back three formation actually worked. I didn't I didn't expect that. So it's going to give me some food for thought. And... Hopefully Bayern Munich can get these performances locked down. Then when Leon Goretzka and Alfonso Davies come back and hopefully they'll be in form, we can make a genuinely deep run into the Champions League. And I don't see any reason why we can't win. Liverpool showed today they lost to Inter, even after Inter went down 1-0. And if not for the first leg where they won 2-0, they would have been out of the Champions League today. So Liverpool did lose to Inter at Anfield. So Liverpool are not invincible. Man City are definitely not invincible. So... And PSG don't even make me start. So there's no reason Bayern Munich can't win the Champions League. We have the talent and we have a talented manager, but he needs to get it right. And that's just something that has been missing most of this season, the getting it right part. But today was a step in the right direction. Just a step, but a big step, okay? Not a small, itty-bitty step like it was against Frankfurt. Today was a big, gigantic, you know comically large step that you'd see in a comedy movie or something. So I hope we continue taking these large strides. The stride stride is the word I was looking for. These strides forward. And I hope we continue to see these involved games from Thomas Muller and Robert Lewandowski. And I hope our defense please, please improves. I don't I don't want to see us conceding goals every single game. Okay, so that's all I had to say today. Thank you for listening. It feels good to actually review a game where we won resoundingly and i'm glad that me doing these podcasts has not become a kind of jinx and i can keep doing them without being worried so thank you for listening as always check out our blog we have an amazing community there full of so many members over a thousand comments on our games right today and so many more coming so just join us keep uh posting and follow us on twitter and what else apple podcast google podcast Spotify. i should get tom to write this down for me i keep forgetting anyway so it is 4 a.m and i need to go to bed so good night